it's it's very important to keep in mind that this is not a natural state of being. Going back eons and eons and eons ago, and you know, for it's some of you older time. folks out there, before you had a phone, what did you do? You know, how did you fill your days? What did you do as a kid? You go play outside, you know, maybe read a book. Hunting and gathering. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> I'm not that old. But uh, maybe some of our listeners are. But, you know, there, there were a lot of ways to spend time, and none of them involved kind of the endless barrage of stimulation that social media has. And so I think it's just important to keep in mind that this is completely new. It's not something that humans are used to. It's not something we've evolve to take advantage of and it's not something that you know uh, we fully grasped as to what the consequences are in terms of you know mental health um, sleep uh, focus concentration ability like anything hello and welcome back to the next iteration podcast today's episode is on social media curation where basically Damien and I walk through you know our experiences using social media and basically make the case um, that you should take a little bit more charge and initiative with your social media usage and really try and make it work for you. Um, so hopefully you find these tips useful. Um, I know it's a problem that, you know, especially in my friend group, we've experienced a lot and it's something, you know, a lot of people our age discuss and, you know, maybe this episode will empower you to make better decisions with social media. See you on the flip side. You are now listening to the Next Iteration Podcast with your hosts Fuad and Damien. If you like the episode, follow us on Spotify and give us a review on Apple Podcasts. Our website was built by Face Solutions, logo designed by Charmeni, and music by Wonderly Music. We hope you enjoy the episode. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back, young kings and young queens of the Next Iteration Podcast uh, Club, I guess. Yeah. We are talking about a very prudent, a very timely topic. How can you make social media work for you today? But, you know, before we jump into that, Fuad, I have to ask, you know, we're yes, uh, at the time of this recording, we're 15 days into 2021. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it feels like we started off the year with a bang in that it was kind of like 2020, the sequel um, with like the insurrection <laughs> and everything. Oh, yeah. But a what's, uh, yeah, definitely a very interesting time. But, you know, being 15 days into the year now, like, what's something that you've been grateful for? Great question. What is something I'm grateful for? <sighs> Man, you know, talking about the insurrection, I think I'm grateful <laughs> to live in a country um, where, you know, right now, I would say things are pretty sane. Uh, you know, there's a genuine consensus, like, across the board and, and denouncement of, you know, the things that are happening in the United States. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty grateful for that. You know, I, I didn't realize there's so many memes going on. Like, uh, I think one of my friends tweeted uh, jokingly, obviously, you know, very jokingly. He was like, oh, Iraq sends troops to United States capital to help stabilize their the U.S. democracy. And, I, you know, it was just funny because, you know, obviously the U.S. did that to Iraq. And I don't know. It just got me thinking, like, wow, I'm so lucky to live in a country where we have, like, stability and we have a stable democracy. Like, even people in the U.S. who thought they would always have that. Um, you know, are starting to experience otherwise. And so, yeah, I'm just very grateful to, you know, live in a country where I have faith that the government's going to be the same tomorrow. And, you know, I can go to school to work and not be persecuted based on my beliefs. And I don't have to worry about, you know, violent protests and things like that. Damn. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> Was that a little too serious? 
I was gonna say that was I was I was not expecting a, an answer of that magnitude. I like I I love the answer. Don't get me wrong. Thank and you, it, thank it was you. a beautiful answer, very yeah. well crafted. But um, yeah, I now I I, I don't know how to follow up. Now it's like oh no 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 damn, pressure like, no pressure. I wanna I wanna thank uh, evolution, you know, for getting our for species yeah to this point. Uh, my ancestors used to just roam the oceans. You know, most of the the lands are covered by ocean, so it's it, we've come a long way. <laughs> Yeah, uh, a long way, man. But no, I was I was gonna say, you know, like I'm just I'm grateful for I'm grateful for the people in my life. I wanna say just as a whole. Mm-hmm. Recently, you know, th- this this has been an incredibly tough time for everybody. But the people in my life have made this a tremendously more bearable experience and even like good experience mm-hmm. like tomorrow night um i'm getting to like virtually getting together with a couple of friends and nice. uh we're just gonna have like a virtual jackbox party of course there's gonna be you know shots handed out as penalty let's go that's amazing uh, what yeah are you drinking? that's the real question what shots are you taking I'm, honestly I, I don't know maybe i was thinking about just sticking to wine night but i know my oh, boys are not on. gonna yeah they're not gonna let that maybe fly food. <laughs> so might maybe a little a uh, little bit of Jack Daniel action happening tomorrow. Let's go, nice. Um, yeah, but I honestly, just want to shout out like everybody there in my life for for all the the warmth mm-hmm. and all the the patience that you had with me, you know, through such a such a painful time. Um, I'm grateful to you all, and yeah, I just wanted to start off, you know, the episode with a bit of gratitude, and. Uh, yeah. If you're listening, hopefully you can just take a quick second to uh, think about what you're grateful for as well, mm-hmm. um, especially in pause. times like this. Yeah, please pause and yeah. do that. You know, it's just important to remind yourself about those things. Absolutely. Cool. Now so, back to the main episode content. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, uh, wow, you got a banger-ass quote. quote. Yeah, let's oh, see. Let's yes, go. Yes, you go sir. first and I'll go after. Yes, sir. We have we have a double whammy of quotes coming at you. Um, <laughs> the first quote is from Jeremy Clarkson, an English journalist and writer who specializes in uh, motorsports. Uh, the quote is, multitasking is the ability to screw everything up sim- simultaneously. And I think it's just a great quote, kind of ties into some of the stuff we'll talk a little bit later about social media. But social media is kind of endemic with this with this issue of multitasking in the sense of so many things are happening at once. Nothing can hold your attention for more than like four or five seconds. TikTok's that like has a limit of what, 60 seconds. Instagram Reel has... Um, mm-hmm. You know, a limit of 30 seconds. Vine used to have a limit of seven seconds. If that mm-hmm. isn't doing something your attention span, I don't know what is. Um, and, you know, no matter how hard you try to fight it, it is affecting how, how much we can pay attention to something. And so, yeah, just, you know, being intentional about the things you focus on and, and the categories of things you want to, you know, consume, uh, I think kind of ties into this concept of multitasking. Because, you know, if you don't take charge of this stuff, it'll screw everything up, even the stuff you're interested in uh, and even the stuff you think is good. So, yeah, just yeah. Uh, a little bit of a dark uh, note to start the episode on, but uh, I thought that quote was funny. I mean, just like writing the coattails of that co- uh, quote, uh, I believe goldfish now are popular, have been popularized to have a longer attention span than like most no humans. Way. So I definitely include myself in that most humans category. Oh, man. Yeah. If you need uh, if you need uh, something to humble you, just recognize that goldfish are the superior beings. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we're just living in a goldfish world. Humans anyway, ain't shit. <laughs> yeah, honestly, um, my quote to follow up there is a one from Jack Butcher, and his he says, "Your distraction is someone else's profit." 
And, um, you know, that's kind of like a twist on the old quote. Um, if you're not paying for the product, you are the product. Mm-hmm. So we're going to, again, like talk about that bit uh, a bit as we dive into the episode. So how about we start with, we'll start a bit with um, why social media can be toxic, why it's hard and why, how it can drain us. Yeah, um, I think it's a great point to start. Um, I think, yeah, like coming back to, you know, sort of the quote and what I talked about is that, you know, it's it's very important to keep in mind that this is not a natural state of being. Going back eons and eons and eons ago, and, you know, for it's some of you older time. folks out there, before you had a phone, what did you do? You know, how did you fill your days? What did you do as a kid, you know, before you had a phone? You go play outside, you know, maybe read a book. You know, you watch a little gathering. TV here and there. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> I'm not that old, but uh, maybe some of our listeners are. Um, but, you know, there, there were a lot of ways to spend time, and none of them involved kind of the endless barrage of stimulation that social media has. And so I think it's just important to keep in mind that this is completely new. It's not something that humans are used to. It's not something we've evolved to take advantage of, and it's not something that, you know, uh, we fully grasped as to what the consequences are in terms of, you know, mental health, um, sleep, uh, focus, concentration, ability, like anything. Um, and so I think that's just a good basis for starting on it. Like this isn't a natural thing. Uh, and, you know, what is natural, blah, blah, blah. We can get a huge discussion about that. But let's table that for now and just understand that, you know, social media is a pretty new thing to humans and it's not something we fully adjusted to. And so I think it it's worth noting that, um it is very, very important to keep that in mind as you as you go along. Yeah, and you have some of the smartest, the brightest brains of our time working on how can we get more people to click on ads? How can we get more people to spend more time on these platforms? Mm-hmm. And our attention is the premium product that everyone is vying for right now. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know about you guys, but I, I feel like yeah, I would be hard pressed to go head to head against some of these, you know, bright minds. Like again, like I'm, I'm just not. I don't have the equipment for that just yet. I'm definitely but, not there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah social I media. I met some man, of those like, guys, and they're they are smart dudes. And yeah. Right. Girls. Yeah. Bro, we don't stand a chance. We yeah, don't stand a chance. No. So it's. I mean, and understanding that, if you go brute force into it you're probably going to lose. Like, you're going to end up spending like the hours on these platforms. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of us may maybe not consciously realize it, but you know, once you finally unplug from that platform and it's time to go to bed or something, you realize that you know, you're, you're just drained. Or mm-hmm. even when you go to take those study breaks and you hop on Twitter, hop on Instagram real quick, and then you, know, you spend, again, like another hour on it during that five-minute break and you hop off and you realize like, damn, like, I really don't want to get back into work right now. Mm-hmm. And it, there's still that build-up period to it. It drains your cognitive battery. So keeping keeping abreast of uh, the, the insidious and negative consequences of all the alert fatigue from all those notifications that are popping up, you know, that, mm-hmm. like, little red, that little red circle next to those icons, like, oh, we... Man. We love, like, as soon as we see that, we have to get rid of it, right? Like, got to click on mm-hmm. that app, see, like, okay, who's pinging me right now? Um, so, it can be bad in that because we haven't really figured out what the best way is to work around it. But something that I do, and I'd be curious to hear what you do if you feel like social media is t- uh, starting to consume your life a bit, is uh, mm-hmm. I just keep my phone on do not disturb, like, through the day. 
Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes, you know, like I am expecting somebody to, like contact me or something like that. So maybe like in that scenario, I wouldn't be able to do that. But mm. I love just as soon as like do not disturb is on, and like if I just keep my phone in a separate room or something, I can just focus on what it on whatever's in front of me. And if it's mm-hmm. if my phone's not within arm's reach, then I don't feel that that little inkling, that little itch to go and reach out for it and like pop on Twitter or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, that's a great point. I think notifications are definitely one of the big banes of you know your attention span. But dialing it back a bit, I think one. Like, well, we can talk about strategies in, in a bit, but one thing that I think it's useful to do is just, you know, really try and understand, I'm pulling a page of, from Simon Sinek here, why you want to reduce your social media usage or, you know, maybe not reduce, but curate and be more mindful of your social media usage in the first place. We okay. explained some of the, you know, negative consequences, but I think it's really up to everyone. Like whether it's, you know, you want to get a few extra minutes of your day, you want to, you know, be more inspired, you want to, you know, spend less time looking at things that make you feel bad or feel like you don't have enough or, you know, you, you're doing it for your body image or your mental health, like whatever it is, I think there's, it's really important to start with that reason why, like why you want to reduce this in the first place and why is it a problem for you? Cause most people like, you know, don't really think about that. And if it's not something you have an issue with, I don't think you should be, you know, changing it really. Cause you know, who are we to tell you that, Oh, you're spending too much time on social media. That's true, definitely right? a very personal decision. So just want to preface it with that. Uh, but you know, once you find that reason why, and you want to kind of think about, you know, how you want to do this, how can you reduce your social media usage, or at least make social media work a little bit more for you? Um, I think there's a ton of different strategies. And I think the first strategy that you mentioned is, you know, kind of reducing its ability to get you to come to it. And instead going to social media when you want to go to social media. And, you know, there's a lot of things that go into that, but I think notifications are a pretty key part of that. Um, the method you mentioned using do not disturb, I think is, is really great. Um, but you know, what I do is actually, I turn notifications off for apps unless I really, really need those apps. So I keep my notifications Mm -hmm. on for texts, um, on my phone, not on my laptop. Um, and I keep my notifications on for calls and for almost every other app notifications are off except calendar. Yeah. Calendar as well. Um, so Facebook messenger, I don't get notifications. Uh, Snapchat, I don't get notifications. Um, or at the very least they're delivered silently. So my phone doesn't buzz. I don't get like a banner popping up. Uh, the notification comes up, but it's you know stuck in my lock screen until I go and view it. Um, so I think those are really really good methods of kind of you know maybe you still want to be able to track um, you know what's going on in the application, but you can do so when you want to look at it and not necessarily when the app tells you to look at it. Um, mm. So yeah, I think that's a really really good point. Um, you you know in iPhone and things you can disable like the red button or the red icon. Uh, if you're feeling overwhelmed by it or you know you can turn certain types of notifications on or off per app um so i'd highly recommend trying to you know take those tools and it kind of goes back to you know do you want to be checking social media when they tell you to check it or when you want to check it and taking a little bit more ownership of that time it doesn't mean you don't have to use social media at all it just means when you're using it you're making a conscious decision to use it um so i think it's a really good first step figuring out which apps you want to use for what um, and and really deciding are these uses use cases in which I want to be interrupted from from my deep work and from my flow state. Mm-hmm. I like the um, the kind of tap towards Simon Sinek there and starting with why, and like even I mean this might seem like something that's a little more trivial, but I think just generally it's a really good practice for anything like any new behavior you're trying to adopt, any new like like any new change really that you're trying to make in your life. Mm-hmm starting with that question of why is a very useful practice because you have this like it's 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 like this general sense of purpose for that 
new change that you want to make right mm-hmm. if you have the answer to like why you're doing it then whenever you feel like like breaking down whenever you feel like willpower willpower is running a little thin if you already have that answer established then you can there's less like there's a less likelihood that you're gonna fall mm-hmm. prey towards the the like temptation that you're faced with there because yeah. you already have that answer facing you right if you're being a little more intellectually lazy and like not going through that practice then you're more likely to to end up succumbing to the the temptations mm-hmm. um of th- that these apps hold also it's like to the point of like getting a few extra minutes in your day um i and i get I, this isn't exactly like feasible for everyone i understand but um at the at, what going into my first year of university i just straight up deleted twitter instagram and snapchat off of my phone and no i way. kid you not i got like three extra hours in my day and i was like That's how insane. the hell do i like what do i do with this time like, it felt like i had so much time in the day like it literally changed my life no way. um disclaimer you know i do have all those apps back on my phone now so it crept back into my life um they're very very hard away hard to run away from definitely yeah. um yeah but that during that period it made me a lot more aware of why i would want to go back into those apps and it's made mm-hmm. it a lot easier for me to curate my experience on it um as mm-hmm. a consequence of that mm-hmm. yeah and kind of continuing on from that point i think you know when you're talking about making social media work for you we mentioned the why like why do you want to do this in the first place and then i think the next step is really understanding what so what do you want to use social media for do you want to use it to catch up with friends do you want to use it to you know be inspired and look at art do you want to you know be connected with like-minded creators do you want to use it to post a lot of your stuff and promote your self-image and brand um you know there's a ton of different reasons on you know uh, what you can do with social media and why you'd want to use it and really understanding that from like a more of a fundamental standpoint is really important i think and kind of stratifying that by application as well so for example like snapchat i use literally exclusively for one group chat um <laughs> it's because uh basically like my boys and i just have a, a, a group chat uh that we have in snap that allows us to share like you know a little bit more of a visual aspect of our days and it's a great mm-hmm. way to stay caught up if you know i would like for example i was in california while they were all in toronto and so it's a good way to share my day and things like that and you know show them the sunset like little things like that and so understanding on a per app basis like what you want to use social media for um for example linkedin like you know we do a lot of promo for, for our podcast there um and uh instagram honestly instagram i'm just a cloud chaser but it is what it is um uh, <laughs> uh, and yeah really understanding um you know what each app is for and then from there curating from there so for example if you want to use instagram to stay up to date with friends and like what they're doing unfollow all those pages like all those meme pages that you might might not you know be accomplishing that purpose and try and keep that purpose like you know as segmented as possible so if you're going to use one app for one thing try not to let those purposes overlap because what you'll end up doing is you know have a lot of spread across that app that just makes it a lot harder to get to the content you want to get to and the more spread you have the more control you're giving the algorithm versus yourself so you know if you're following like eight nine different topics you don't really get to choose which topic is shown more or less you know it's kind of the algorithm that gets to do it versus you know if you're using instagram purely to look at you know let's say you're a tattoo artist and you're looking only for tattoos um you can just follow tattoo pages and yeah the algorithm might rank them a little bit differently based on content but at least you get that you know minor level of control over it so i Mm -hmm. I think that's a really really good step to kind of to kind of get started with yeah i tried having two separate accounts um Mm -hmm. so one account i would like ruthlessly Mm -hmm. curate um so it's only the people 
um, whose I like ideas I wanted to get more of, um, or the the topics that I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. Basically, just like you know, if I wanted to go and learn or be exposed to new ideas, um, or just you know immerse myself more in like the that landscape of things that I'm interested in, then I would go on there. And then I had mm-hmm. a separate one where I would ha- follow like meme accounts and stuff like that. You know, when I wanted to chuckle. That's a great but way of doing it. Yeah. The thing is, though, I found myself more likely to hop onto like the um, like the fun quote unquote fun account than I was mm-hmm. like the the other account. Um, just because it's there's a lower threshold to entry there, right? Like you know, like when you go onto the 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 former, like it's it's gonna be a little more intellectually taxing if, especially you know, it's been a long day, and then, oh yeah, it takes a little more work to kind of dissect all the things that you're reading there, versus memes are just you know it's just so, so iconic, like it's so yeah. easy, it just it just happens, you get a laugh out of it, and it's fun. Um, so it is a little tough in that regard because like if you sometimes you just got to rip the bandaid off and again like this is in my own experience maybe you have more like willpower than i do but <laughs> i just I generally willpower. yeah yeah like I, honestly i just i lack in that domain and like for this is one thing that i've learned is that willpower is unreliable and the best thing for you to do is to completely strip yourself of any opportunities to test that willpower so rather than forcing yourself to ignore the cake that's in the fridge just don't have any cake in the fridge in the first place mm-hmm. um, and that's something that i've tried to keep in mind when curating other aspects of my life because i i am a very unreliable person to rely on whenever there's temptation around so i just remove all temptation from my life mm-hmm. yeah no it's a really good point yeah. and it's a, it is a finite resource you know like the more you use po- use your willpower to decide you know what you're going to look at on your app the less willpower you have later in the day when it's, you know, deciding on a healthy meal or, you know, making a decision for your company or for school or whatever it is. Uh, and so try and conserve that resource as much as possible. And I think the different accounts way is actually a great way of doing it. Uh, mm-hmm. But, you know, you know, it comes with its own pitfalls. So just making sure you're aware of all that. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I think we kind of talked about creating categories that you want content to fall into and, you know, picking and choosing those categories. And then I think the next step is finding relevant sources for those categories. So like Mm -hmm. really doubling down on what pages are pages you believe will add value to you Yes. and trying to strictly only follow those. And I don't do a good job of this, honestly. I have a very, very bloated Instagram feed and I think I should, you know, take some of my own advice and really, really dive deep into it and unfollow accounts that I don't believe provide value to me anymore. But, you know, just going back to that point, like, you know, if you're using Instagram to follow friends, I bet you 90% of you don't even see your friends post that often. It's because Instagram's algorithm obviously ranks pages with, you know, more followers uh, as like higher priority in your newsfeed and things like that. So really so unfollow unfollowing, them. exactly. Yeah. Unfollow them if they're not serving you or if it's not content you want to see. Uh, and if those are your actual purposes, like, you know, double down on them, like maybe you use this purely to find fashion inspo. In that case, you know, follow as many fashion pages as you can, but really try and mm-hmm. focus it on that interest. Because uh, I think that'll help you a lot in the long run. Um, yeah, just then, a quick point on that too. Yeah. Uh, before you hop off of it, is that you know a lot of people get hung up on the the following to follower ratio. Like mm-hmm. it is so, like it does not. It literally does not matter. Nobody cares. Like I, yeah. I don't know why there's this like social currency tacked onto that, where if you have more people that you're following than you, you ha- if you ha- if you're following more people than are following you. For mm-hmm. some reason, like your your account is like worthless, or you're just not as I don't know, like elite for lack of a better word, as someone who does have more followers than they're following. 
Like, it mm-hmm. just, I don't know, it just baffles me. Like, if you're making it work for you, and it works for you, there, it doesn't matter if you're following more pages. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely. And then, um, I think this is a point that you brought up, but, uh, you know, as you're following these new uh, pages, and as you're choosing, you know, which accounts to follow, I think something really, really important is exposing yourself to new perspectives. Yes. Um, and, you know, really making sure that, you know, you're following a wide range of things, whether it's on politics or, you know, uh, news or whatever it is, like really, really trying to make the conscious decision to do that. And that is something that's very, very difficult. And, you know, as everyone knows, um, as time has gone on, we've become increasingly politically polarized in North America yes, sir. Um, and across the world, really. The Internet has allowed for unprecedented levels of, uh, you know, uh, consensus and echo chambers and communities that kind of feed into each other and, you know, rabbit holes and everything else that comes along with that. Yeah. Um, but I think this is an opportunity where you can really, really take that by initiative. Yeah, that's such an important point. And, you know, I'm of the mind that if you haven't changed your mind about anything at all, then you've either A, not done enough learning or B, not done enough reflection. Because mm-hmm. it's very unlikely that we get everything right from the get go. And a lot of times we have to, you know, recalibrate once we take an in- initial stance on something. So it's very mm-hmm. important to constantly check your beliefs, check your biases by introducing yourself or exposing yourself to new POVs. And um, social media is extremely invaluable for that because it's an easy way to just connect yourself with people who, who can provide that for you. And just, just to kind of like summarize your other point, um, it's just, yeah, like start with, start with your interests and work backwards from there. Because like once you know the what, it becomes a little easier to find the who. Like, you know, if you're interested in tech, it's, you know, like there are some big names to follow in there that you can easily find. Um, mm-hmm. Similar with art, similar thing with like fashion, similar thing with science and all mm-hmm. those. Um, yeah. Hey, sorry, you, you were going to say something? Yeah. Um, sort of. I actually came across this point really recently in, in this book I'm reading. It's called Good, Good Economics for Hard Times. And if you're interested in, you know, what Damien and I are reading, both of us released our reading lists on LinkedIn and uh, Goodreads as well. So feel free to hit us up for that. And, you know, we're always looking for new book suggestions and things like that. But I'm reading this book called Good Economics for Hard Times. And, you know, it talks about the issue of political polarization as it relates to social media and this like advent of, um, you know, increasingly, increasingly segmented groups because of social media catering to kind of your interests. And there's actually a number of studies that show that, um, when people are not given, you know, direct ownership and choice over the accounts that they follow, they actually end up becoming more and more politically polarized. And this is kind of counterintuitive because, you know, when you think about it, when you're like, oh, like if a person gets to choose to consume media either from the right or the left, you know, once they choose, they're kind of get, you know, more and more entrenched in that. Right. But the problem is when you don't even choose and when you're presented with auto suggestions and when the system learns from your behavior, like, for example, on TikTok, on TikTok, you know, by and large, people just scroll their for you page. Right. And all it does is, you know, it sees, hey, you know, you watch this video for a little bit longer or you like this video. We're going to show you more things like that because it obviously, you know, you decided to watch this for longer. So you enjoy that content more. And so when people are presented with forms of social media like that they actually end up getting more and more entrenched into their beliefs than if they get the choice. Because what happens when people get a choice of which accounts to follow is that even if they are, you know, extremely, extremely polarized to begin with, the very act of choosing consistently 
what to follow makes them feel a little bit guilty inside. And everybody has that like little bit of guilt where you're like, I'm consciously choosing only to subscribe to this point of view. When you turn the TV on and you navigate to Fox News, for example, you know that you're choosing to always go to Fox News, right? The TV isn't serving you a channel automatically. Um, you know, maybe on modern TV they do that. I don't know. <laughs> I haven't had cable TV in a while, not going to lie. But uh, yeah, so essentially the very act of choosing exposes you to the fact that you might be biased. And so I thought it was a fascinating, you know, like kind of discovery. And there's a lot of studies that back that up. Again, it's uh, Good Economics for Hard Times uh, by Abhijit Banerjee, I think, um, as well as another Nobel winning uh, Nobel Prize winning ec- economist. Highly, highly recommend the read. There's a ton of, you know, interesting things I'd love to talk about on the podcast about it later. Um, and I'm only halfway through. But yeah, great. <laughs> really, really interesting point. Yeah. Does it, um, and this isn't a point I just want to like dwell too long on, but um, mm-hmm. does it talk about like the ethics of that involved at all or? Uh, in- ethics in terms of serving someone a choice or like taking yeah, away that choice? Yeah. Because like I understand, you know, the entire point of these algorithms is again to like, get you to spend more time on these platforms. Mm-hmm. But you know, sometimes some of these these ideas that you're getting exposed to can be pretty dangerous. Mm-hmm. Right? No. Like, I mean, like especially like on the tales of like Donald Trump being banned, you know, from like Twitter. Yeah, like, yeah, like in, ideas in that incite that. you to violence. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, they it didn't have really too much of an ethical case to make on it. It was more so like pragmatic, like you know, how do we reduce like polarization in the United States? Uh, but that, I think that's an interesting discussion. And love to get a little bit more deep into that. Maybe we should do an episode on political polarization. I think that'd be a good one. Yeah, we um, should get that author on there. Oh yeah, that'd be <laughs> great. Um, but anyways, uh, kind of going back to uh, what we were discussing. Um, yes. I think the next step, you know, once you've chosen sort of accounts to follow and, and things like that, is really really tracking your data. And so, you know. One thing to keep in mind is as all this is happening, obviously you're being tracked online and obviously that's probably, you know, the biggest the biggest tool that they're using in order to keep you on this app is using your data. And it just sort of makes sense to try and use that data for yourself. And so apps like Screen Time and, you know, features in, in a bunch of different operating systems that have come out really allow you to like granularly see how much time a day you're spending on each app. And I think it's really, really important to inform this entire process of curation and making social media work for you with Screen Time. And really just self-evaluate, like, you know, is this as much time as I want to spend on this app? Maybe it's not enough, you know, although I seriously doubt that's going to be the case for 90% <laughs> of your apps, um, you know, but really, really refining your strategies because, you know, things aren't perfect and you're not going to get it right the first time. So making sure that you're backing every decision you make with data, like maybe you set a time limit on one app and you're like, that's going to work. That's going to reduce my, you know, use of that. Maybe you set, turn off notifications. And you're like, oh, because I turned off notifications, I'm going to use a lot less. But in reality, you end up checking it even more often because you're not getting your notifications. You're nervous about missing something, right? So mm-hmm. backing everything up with data and really tracking your screen time on these apps, I think, is really, really important. Yeah, FOMO is a bitch. For that. FOMO is like, horrible. Yeah, so now this is something where, I mean, we've talked about curating your feed and um, being more mindful about, you know, alert fatigue and the more insidious nature of, of, um, of uh, social media. So... One thing left to kind of talk about is really leveraging it for yourself. And with that comes, you know, having to start posting. Now, I know for a lot of people, this can be a terrifying thing. Mm-hmm. And it might be, I mean, like Instagram, maybe it's a little different. You're just kind of posting pics of yourself um, or your life to your friends. 
But when it comes for, you know, LinkedIn or Twitter where you're transcribing your thoughts and other people get to just like preside over those thoughts and like di- dictate like kind of how you sh- you should think based on their opinions mm-hmm. and they're kind of policing like the things that you're saying it can be a little stressful and i completely understand that but it can be a really valuable tool um, like and like writing online or posting online for a multiple different reasons mm-hmm. um one that so pragmatically if you want to get better at writing there is probably no better way or no faster way than to do it than by doing it uh, in public than by writing mm-hmm. in public once you start posting and writing in public you're drastically expediting that process because first you get immediate and actionable feed and actionable feedback mm-hmm. but also you know that that shame that fear can be a powerful motivator you want to get better is as fast as you can because you we want to you know feel like more of an authority when you're posting online you don't want people coming to you and like undermining the things that you're saying mm-hmm. and you know another thing on the writing point is that if you can write well it means that you can think well because you know writing is just a reflection of the way that you think about things so mm-hmm. getting better at that can reap so many other benefits for your life outside of just the social facing um like social facing aspect of it yeah and and to add on to your point about content creation and posting content, I think it's sort of a travesty when you look at, you know, how much time are you spending consuming and how much time are you spending creating on these apps? Absolutely. And that's something I reflected on a lot. You know, it was one of the reasons I wanted to start this podcast in the first place. But, you know, just reflecting on, you know, will I be someone who kind of passively sat around and just consumed perspectives and learned a lot of things, but like didn't use them for anything mm-hmm. um, and didn't influence anyone else and didn't sort of have any original thoughts of my own? Although, you know, what is an original thought? That's a debate in and of itself. But um, like just just the general idea of, you know, is my legacy going to be just looking at a ton of stuff other people have done? Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's like maybe it's informed by this deeper sense of FOMO. Maybe I just get FOMO super easily. FOMO is fear of missing out for any of you who don't know. Um, Mm. And I definitely get that a lot, um, you know, with friends and things like that. But you know, at the end of the day, I think we live in an unprecedented age, and I'm sure you guys are all tired of hearing unprecedented at this point. Um, but we're we're in a we're in an age where you can really reach so many different people with the stuff you post, with the stuff you mm-hmm. create, and with the accounts you follow. And taking an active role on that, I think, is just an opportunity that you know the cavemen didn't get, you know, our parents didn't get, our grandparents didn't get. And I just I really want to take advantage of that and see if I can you know create something or just meet some some cool people or at the very least just like look at art from a region of the world that I just never would have looked at, you know, if I, if they hadn't posted on Instagram. And so, yeah, I just think it's a, it's, it's an interesting way to challenge kind of just get engagement and engage with other people's content. And, you know, the, the first step for that, I think is really getting past that fear of posting content or posting comments or whatever it is. And just being a little, being a little bit more proactive in that process. Yeah. And I mean, I guess you might feel like, you don't have anything to share but just start like you know writing about your day or if you want to start like a youtube channel sort of thing just like start vlogging just random mm-hmm. parts of your day um you know i saw a gary v bit you know somebody was voicing this exact same concern and he was saying you know where'd you get that sweater from like she was rocking some champion sweater and like you know look kind of heat so it's just you would be surprised the things that people will find interesting the the reasons mm-hmm. people will find you for and so long as you start building it, people will come to you. The only mm-hmm. caveat is that you got to start doing it consistently. 
you know, once you start writing consistently, first of all, you're going to start building more of a brand. Like, if you do it consistently enough, people will start coming to you. Like, I don't know about you, but I get drawn to seeing growth in people. And mm-hmm. seeing, you know, like, especially when you find, for example, like, an, an underground artist, right? And yeah. you love this artist off. And you want to keep them your little secret. And then, you know, you start seeing them gain, like, a little more attraction. And you can't help but feel proud of them. It's like yeah. you're, you're like their father. And you like feel a mother. sense of ownership. You're like, I found them first. Yeah. You know, and now they've grown into the. Yo, exactly. Loki, that's me and, me and Travis Scott. I swear to God, I was on Travis Scott since like 2014, way before he did this McDonald's collab and, you know, all this. But that's yeah, huge. Yeah, I totally feel. I totally feel what you're saying. Yeah. And it's the same thing for, for pretty much everything else, too. I'm sure it's the same thing for fans of like PewDiePie, um, for fans of, I don't know, like athletes, maybe. I don't know. You don't really hear that as much, but just for content creators <laughs> in general, right? Yeah. Um, and you know, you you start building your brand, and this this following that you have because starts to become a group of people that you can leverage. Because then, this is the true magic of social media, I guess. Mm-hmm. Once you do have that following, if you so decide to start solving some problem, I mean, and this is this is the more positive externality side of I get of it, I guess. Like you could always start. I mean, I don't know, like selling fidget spinners or something like that, I guess. I don't know. Things that don't really benefit people. But if you do start to decide to solve problems that people encounter, you already have this customer base that you've built rapport with. And that's the mm-hmm. important thing is that people recognize you as a reliable and valid source. So that's an easy, like once you decide to start, I don't know, you can, you can start a course on whatever you're doing, like how to become a YouTube content creator. Mm-hmm. Um, people have been making a ton of money off of that. It's very lucrative. You can become a cult leader. I don't know. Like people, that seems to be pretty lucrative too. I wouldn't necessarily <laughs> advise it, but um, yeah, it's just it's it's remarkable. And having this community is so motivating because sometimes it can be hard to find like-minded people. But by you taking the initiative to put content out there, you're you give people an opportunity, like a like moths to a flame, right? The people are just drawn to you eventually. And then you have mm-hmm. this beautiful community of people you can just, you know, befriend. Mm-hmm. You know yeah, I mean? and I like, think we can speak to it firsthand. Like, the, you know, we've met so many people and like people I think we'd be proud to call friends now that, you know, just through producing content and putting it out there. And, you know, maybe 99% of people don't like it. But, you know, you get that one guy who's like, damn, this is sick. Like, let me mess exactly. with this guy. And that's just such a rewarding feeling. And, you know, maybe that's not your thing. Maybe you don't have content to post. But I think in general, just you know, being more aware of social media and being more aware of its role in today's world. Cause let's be honest, it's not going anywhere. Um, you know, if anything, it's becoming more and more of a increasingly important part of our life, especially during the pandemic. Um, mm-hmm. you know, why not take advantage of it? Like why fight against the current? Like why not see where this can take you and, and what it can do for you and, you know, really, really try and take it by the horns. Yeah. And again, like you don't, you don't have to sell to these people. Like it's more than enough just sharing your life with them, sharing your ideas with them, Sometimes mm-hmm. it just helps, you know, just people when people know that there's somebody else going through the same things that they're going through, that is invaluable, like beyond mm-hmm. words, you know, like sometimes like life is such a scary and th- it feels like like this overwhelming thing so many times where it feels like you're the only person in the world going through something sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, once you start having, again, like a community of people that can resonate with the things that you're going through, like life starts to become a little more colorful for it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah and that's honestly uh, one of my favorite things about it absolutely yeah. yeah I think it's a beautiful way to kind of close out the episode but I actually have one more question for you before 
before we finish you know so we've talked a lot about like the negativity on social media and like you know why you want to curate it and really make it work for you but tell me about you know a beautiful moment you've had on social media or the internet or whatever it is you know sort of through that forum um tell me about some time where you were just like damn this is this is amazing this is so cool like it's just a warm fuzzy feeling you've gotten through the internet somehow i mean like there's and there's a ton of the stories like that that i've seen on reddit where you know somebody will post or even on twitter somebody will post something tragic that happened to them you know there's their house got burned down uh maybe like a child was lost or something like that and all it takes is or like you know they started up a business like two guys in their garage and then it's like failing and all it takes is sometimes just one post one post to gain enough traction and then all of a sudden you know everything turns around for them mm-hmm. you know what i mean like people donating money donating resources donating like just different things you know just out of the kindness of their own hearts and it's such a beautiful way to see the world kind of shrink a bit and it feels like we're just living in like one big village you mm-hmm. know and seeing the kindness of those people it it just it's so motivating like it just mm-hmm. motiv- it moves me to you know realize that it's such a like and, and to know that you know they can never pay you back you know mm-hmm. just doing something just for the sole purpose of helping somebody else out with nothing I don't know, in this, return yeah yeah no it's something about it man something about it is just so so warm and fuzzy mm-hmm. <laughs> you know if you're lack of a better way to put it that's amazing yeah what about you i unfortunately i don't have like a concrete like one story, story to share yeah 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 oh that's a good question actually i i asked this question so that to you first i'd have time to think but unfortunately <laughs> i didn't i was too enraptured by what you were saying so i didn't have too much time to think um honestly i've had a few moments where you know there's somebody you connect with and, you know, engage with one of their comments or something like that. Um, and you know, like four, four or five months later, they're like, Hey, you know, I listened to the podcast episode you had on breaking into tech or something. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I ended up getting an internship and I used this tip and I thought it was really good. And, you know, I just want to let you know that, you know, you helped me out. And, you know, some of those moments are, wow. Like that, I had one of those moments like not too long ago. And I just like sat there and I was like, damn, like, you know, I get a lot of hate on the podcast. I said, you know, sometimes I hate the sound of my own voice and, you know, sometimes I'm tired and it's Friday evening and Damien just won't stop calling me. But, uh, <laughs> you know, those little moments, they, they make it worth it. And so, yeah, that wouldn't be possible without the internet. Like, you know, without the internet, this podcast would just be just us talking to mics and just playing on speakers, I guess, in the parking lot, like, you know? Um, mm-hmm. and so, yeah, yeah, those, that's, I guess that's one of the moments that stands out to me. Yeah. I love that. And like, honestly, we have so much love for you guys because there have been actually, and I think we mentioned this before, but we keep um, an iCloud photo album of some mm-hmm. just screenshots we have. You guys just sending us um, just messages, you know, telling us that, you know, we find our content meaningful in um, some way. And we love that. Like, honestly, there's no more, there's no greater motivation in this world than hearing that you guys are finding the things we are saying uh, valuable. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. that's a great way to uh, kind of close things off. Absolutely. Gra- starting the episode with gratitude and ending it with gratitude. Love that. The best way to do it. And I really need this on a Friday night. So thank you for that. Hell yeah. <laughs> and with that, we will leave you guys um, till next time. So this is not goodbye. It's just see you soon. See you soon, guys. Cheers. All right. Cheers. If you like the episode, follow us on Spotify and give us a review on Apple Podcasts. Our website was built by Face Solutions, logo designed by Charmeni, and music by Wonderly Music.
Thank you for listening. Think you got it? Nah, we're on the next iteration. <laughs>